listening to Kaya Biz and we all know that we are well into the month of February. Now typically some would say it's the month of love but beyond love there's taxes that we need to be mindful of and at this time of the year this is where we actually find ways and methods to further identify tax efficient measures uh, to ensure that they are part of a healthy financial plan. But what does it mean? Does it mean paying lower taxes? Does it pay mean take getting better advantages uh, in terms of uh, tax benefits that might exist and how do you need to know how best to structure your financial planning uh, in order to work well for you when it comes to taxes well someone who guide us on this concept and theme is uh, head of tax at alan gray carla rousseau who's going to give us more details carla welcome to the show thank you very much and good evening to the listeners Fantastic. Great to have you with us. I can imagine how busy you must be uh, at this time of the year with many friends and colleagues maybe asking you, Carla, what can I do to actually make sure that I get the best tax advantages? But it all starts with actually having a financial plan and understanding how your wealth and financial plan then speaks to your tax planning. And maybe let's start there. Why this is important. Uh, Thinking about your tax when you consider your financial plan. Yeah, so you're right. It's, it's a very busy time of the year, um, and and it's but it's also a very very good opportunity to take stock of your taxes and look at that financial plan that you've drawn up. And and tax efficiency is definitely one of the aspects that you need to consider. So usually, what I do personally, February for me, it's a time to take stock. So mm. I, first of all, I check all my tax affairs are in order. I go and have a look and revisit some of those tax implications of my investment decisions. Were some of my investment decisions the right one? What taxes did they trigger? And then also, very important, and this is what you alluded to, maximizing the tax benefits on offer, uh, specifically associated with those products such as retirement annuity funds um, and your tax reinvestments. Yeah, and maybe let's start there, right? Because it almost seems as though one can only take stock of what you know you have. And that actually means that we need to have a full recon and understanding of the various uh, investment options we have that might actually uh, be influenced by tax. And maybe let's start with an an overview before we drill down into some of the various uh, contributing factors. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's very important to understand the basics when it comes to these products. So the first thing that I, I want our listeners to understand is that if you don't make use of these benefits, you lose them. They are mm-hmm. annual tax incentives. And so if you, I know times are tough and, and we don't have cash, but if we have cash to spare, consider the products on offer and make sure you take maximum advantage of the tax incentives. So, so there are a number of products to consider, but the two more, more important or most important ones are, are contributions to a retirement annuity fund and then also looking at the benefits that a tax reinvestment product can offer um, and the tax savings that you can obtain by contributing to those two products at, at, during the tax year and more importantly at the end of the tax year. Got you. That's very important for us to actually evaluate what does uh, uh, matter in that particular space. Let's start then with uh, retirement savings. Typically, some South Africans are lucky enough to find employment. Some are lucky uh, enough to find uh, full-time or permanent employment. And that might also come with benefits such as a retirement or uh, um, plans and savings. Help us unpack some of the tax savings and benefits that might exist there. 
Yeah, so retirement annuity funds are, are, are a really great way to save for retirement. Um, and the reason why they're so great is whilst you're contributing, you're always also saving tax at the same time. And the reason for that is because the government has offered us these generous tax incentives uh, by way of contributions that are tax deductible. So it means that whilst you're contributing to a retirement annuity fund, for example, you pay less tax now. Um, but obviously, with, with all things, these tax deductions are subject to certain parameters. So at the moment, your deductible contribution is capped at the maximum of 27.5% of the greater of your taxable income or, or remuneration. Um, and that is also accompanied by annual ceiling of 350,000 rand. It sounds very complex, but all you need to remember is that, yes, there is a cap on the tax deductibility in the current year of assessment, but that doesn't mean you don't obtain a benefit if you contribute over that threshold or that cap. Mm. Um, so you can contribute actually, in fact, as much as you want to a retirement annuity fund. All it means is that your contribution or the deductibility of your contribution is capped in the current year. Then another great benefit of this product is that you don't pay any tax on the interest the dividends or the capital gains tax whilst you invested in the product. And then lastly, I know a lot of people are always very concerned about estate duty. They always ask the question, when I pass away, what will happen to this investment? Will yes. it form part of my estate or will it not form part of the estate and will it be subject to estate duty? So mm. retirement annuity investment does not form part of your estate. Again, unfortunately, there's a caveat with all things. Um, if there is a portion of the excess contribution, now that is the contribution for which you did, you couldn't claim a tax deduction, and a part of that contribution was used uh, as to, to utilize, it was used at death to determine the taxable cash lump sum, that will be taken into account when the estate duty calculation is done. But the retirement investment, if, if you have a beneficiary, that takes out a living annuity and doesn't utilize any of the excess contributions, then the whole retirement annuity investment does not form part of your estate. So there's obviously a lot of benefits, um, more benefits, I would say, than, than um, uh, cons. But with all things, there are restrictions. And so mm. with these benefits, there's certain restrictions. And if you want to invest in this product, you need to be able to live with those restrictions. And I think that's the important aspect, right? Because it will differ from person to person, depending on your income, depending on the restrictions, depending on your tax ban. And those are also aspects that we need to be mindful of, right? So that we don't meet each other at a braai or branch and say, well, Carla, this is how much I benefited. And Google has a different benefit. So help us understand why that perspective is important. Yes, I mean, we all have different financial needs and financial plans. We have different uh, objectives. And these products, they serve different purposes. So we often get asked the question, uh, Carla, should I invest in a retirement annuity fund or should I rather invest in a tax-free investment product? Um, a tax-free investment product, we haven't spoken about it, but it, it's also a wonderful product to invest in. You don't pay any tax on interest or dividends and capital gains whilst you invested in the product. Um, they're also not as restrictive as your retirement products, given that you can access your investment at any point in time. Um, mm-hmm. But then you need to remember that your contributions are non-tax deductible and you contribute with after-tax income. I think when you face with that choice of should I contribute to a retirement annuity fund or should I contribute to a tax-free investment, it's often a case of not which one is the best, but rather looking at isn't it an either-or decision? 
maybe asking yourself, look, they serve different purposes and different needs. So if I think of a tax-free investment, um, that for me is an excellent option for someone that's saving on behalf of their child uh, for perhaps education purposes. But then you need to be disciplined enough and you need to resist that temptation of withdrawing from that account. If I look at a retirement annuity, for me from a retirement savings perspective in most cases, the retirement funds definitely offer the best tax deal. But oh. there, like I mentioned, you need to be able to live with the restrictions. So it's not necessarily the one is better than the other. It's more like looking at them in combination and looking what are the objectives you're trying to achieve and utilizing them for, for those purposes. Got you. And I think that's important because, as you said, it takes us back to making sure that this fully aligns uh, with our actual financial plan. So it's not just about getting quick wins and quick benefits uh, in terms of uh, your your um, uh, tax contributions. Help us understand, though, uh, how do these compare, though, when it comes to retirement benefits, which you've said are actually quite good, uh, the, versus the benefits of investing in a tax-free investment product? Because for many South Africans like myself, that's probably one of my best or uh, favorite investment products because as the name suggests the growth will be tax-free yes i think i've i've mentioned some of the pros and cons of each of the products Mm -hmm. but i think the one thing we also do need to focus on where people often get tripped up is what happens when i over contribute to both of these products so as i mentioned if you over contribute to a retirement annuity fund so what i mean by over contribute so you contribute in excess of the the annual threshold which is 27 and a half percent um, any non-deductible amount just gets, gets carried forward to the next year. So from a tax perspective, there's no such thing as contributing too much to a retirement fund. Because you either get the benefit in the same year or you get it in the following year, um, provided you declare it in your tax return. Now, that's very, very important. If you want to you wanna get the benefit of that contribution to a retirement annuity fund, you have to make sure that Charles knows about it. And the only way they know about it is if you've completed it in your tax return. If we then look to a tax-free investment, there it becomes a little bit tricky because there's an annual, so it actually restricts you in terms of how much you can contribute per year. Mm. So that is 36,000 rand per year and anything that you pay in excess of that 36,000 rand gets penalized at a rate of 40% on any amount that's contributed in excess of that value. So oftentimes what happens is that you have an investor that contributes 36,000 rand at the beginning of the year with a certain product provider. The year continues at the end of the year. You know, they realize, oh, I can't remember. Did I contribute? Didn't I contribute? And then they put another 36,000 rand with a different provider. And then unfortunately what happens, so aggregates those two values and they penalize the client. So it's very, very important that you keep track of all your contributions and specifically contributions to a TFI so that you don't breach the 36,000 rand annual limit. Because if you do, then I'm assuming that there will be any penalties that might uh, be, be, be included. Okay, so you would definitely pay a penalty of 40%. So that usually gets levied when you do your tax return at filing season. So I would see that you've over-contributed and they levy a penalty of 40% on the amount Ouch. in excess of 36,000 rand. Sure, yeah, that uh, definitely means that we need to be more uh, observant and cognizant and really does speak to uh, uh, record keeping in order to uh, be on track. Uh, but tell us more about uh, what we can, or how we can benefit from excess contributions and uh, again, painting an overview of uh, how we can be mindful of the contributions we make, but the benefits that really do sit with them. 
Yeah, so if you contribute more than the annual limit to a, let's say a retirement annuity fund, your excess contributions can benefit you in many ways throughout your lifetime. And this is the wonder about this product. Um, you can use it to increase, increase the value of any tax-free lump sum that you take at retirement or even on your death. If you have a beneficiary that chooses to take uh, a benefit in cash, um, any taxes that is paid is, is reduced by that excess contribution. And then you can also reduce the taxable portion of the income that you receive from a living annuity. So the excess contribution really goes a long way in assisting uh, a member of a retirement fund to, to save tax. Um, but like I said, for you to, to obtain that benefit, it's very, very important that you declare your contribution. Um, oftentimes you will find that you're actually not required to submit a tax return because, oh. you know, you've uh, earned below the tax threshold for the period and then people forget to submit their tax return just to declare their retirement fund contribution. So even if you're not required to, to submit a tax return, I would encourage listeners, if you've contributed to a retirement annuity fund, make sure that you've submitted a tax return so that SARS has a record of that contribution. Now, obviously, as you've mentioned, if, if you are employed and one of your benefits is a contribution to a retirement annuity fund or to a retirement fund, that would be facilitated by your employer and your contribution will reflect on your IRP5 tax certificate that you will receive before filing season. But remember, if you contributed to an RA in your personal capacity, yes. so outside of payroll, then you have to enter it manually in your tax return our SARS will not know about it, and then you most likely will not get the benefit of that contribution. Oh, we so we definitely need to make sure that we have a good record keeping principles. Be mindful of what it is that we might contribute outside of our employers as well. I, I'm, I'm keen as well if there might be other practical tools that we can consider in order to get our tax affairs in order. It's an intimidating subject. Sometimes it's overwhelming to monitor the admin, but I'm sure there must be some quick wins we can implement here, right? Yes, definitely. There's, there's definitely quick wins. First, and perhaps the easiest thing to do is to check your tax status at SARS. And what I mean by that is log into your e-filing profile and check whether you are in good standing with SARS. Have you submitted all your tax returns to SARS? The reason why this is so important is that because from the 1st of December 2022, SARS is levying administrative penalties if you have more than one or two outstanding tax returns from two, the 2007 tax year. How mm-hmm. that worked previously is that if you, if you had more than two outstanding tax returns, SARS would levy the admin penalty. But what they're doing now is even if you only have one outstanding tax return, you could be hit with an admin penalty. Mm-hmm. Check, How much is that penalty, by the way, or does it depend? So it, it ranges. It, it's, it's, it's calculated on a sliding scale, and it starts um, with 250 rand a month. But the problem and the challenge with the penalty is that every month you will incur that penalty until you have sorted out your non-compliance. So every month that your tax return is outstanding, you will incur a penalty. And that ranges from 250 rand to, I think, up to 16,000 rand a month, depending on where you fall within the sliding scale. So very, very important to check that your, your tax affairs are in order. And then secondly, a very easy thing to do is please make sure that your tax details are updated with your product provider. So it's as simple as 
phone your product provider, ask them, what is my income tax number that you have on record and what is my country of tax residence? And the reason why that is important is because it impacts the interest and the dividend withholding tax that these product providers administer on, on investments. Um, and obviously, it, it also ensures that they have correct information, which they then in turn share with SARS that is used to pre-populate your tax return. So not only does it impact you financially in terms of the tax that's being withheld by these product providers, but also the information that's being shared with SARS. And then lastly, we know we've seen a lot of people leaving the country. They're Mm. either formally immigrated or they've ceased to be a resident. Very important to inform SARS. A lot of people don't know that when they leave the country, they have to inform SARS. Even if it's for Um, a short period of time, let's say to study or secondment and you'll be back in a couple of months or maybe just over a if So that's a very good point and a very Mm -hmm. good question. If your intention is to come back to South Africa, you are still considered to be a South African resident for tax purposes. It's only if you don't have an intention to come back to South Africa that you need to inform SARS. And the reason why that is important is because it has a direct impact on your tax liability in South Africa. If there are listeners that want more information on how to go about informing SARS, they have a great page on their website. It's called Cease to be a Resident. And that website contains all the information on how to inform SARS, as well as there's a bunch of supporting documentation that you have to submit to SARS for them to recognize you as a non-resident. So I would encourage listeners to go and have a look at, at the SARS website if they find themselves in this peculiar situation where, you know, they've left the country they, and they don't intend to come back or, you know, they, they're in planning stages and want to leave the country, please make sure that you do inform SARS. Got you. Definitely make sure that you inform SARS. Check your tax number, your tax status, uh, and, of course, uh, making sure that you follow through with any paperwork that might be outstanding and ma- maintaining an, an understanding of the cutoff dates. That's very, very critical uh, to make sure that you have clarity on that note. Carla, thank you so much for your time this evening. I guess for many of us, we will be quickly evaluating our tax uh, status. And, of course, that's as uh, the uh, tax season does come to a close for the month of February or uh, in the month of February for the past financial year. Thanks again for your time, Carla. Thank you very much for having me. That's Carla Rousseau, Head of Tax at Allen Gray. Now, with the end of the tax year fast approaching, helping you secure your future was brought to you by Allen Gray. Allen Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Kaya Biz. This is Kaya Biz. With Gula Tumfupi. On the street, on the air. On Kaya 959.